Okay, so uh, over a year ago, the pandemic is heating up, right? Mm -hmm. And as you remember, I was working, uh, driving a bus on the runway at Los Angeles International Airport or LAX because people here hate anything that takes more than two seconds to say. <laughs> and when you are working on it's it's a completely different world when you're on the runway everything under the terminal is this weird little skunk works kind of place it's a maze it's its own little city it has to be self-sufficient in a way so you can wander around there and get lost and all that sort of shit um pandemic breaks out almost everybody lays off their entire staff i got furloughed pretty quickly after but I had about a month or two where I was working in a ghost town and all I did was drive an empty bus in circles. Wow. That's he, either that, that's kind of the best job in the world, I guess. It was pretty fucking cool, but it got surreal on the occasion that you'd run into somebody else. Like Ah oh, jeez. About a week before I uh was furloughed, I went to the bathroom and there gigantic bathrooms uh, oh. down there because you know you've got crews for 50 different flights all crammed into one space but it's empty of course so i go in there oh i was thinking like the individual bathroom was huge and not like no there's like 50 urinals okay i got yeah, you yeah, got yeah. you i just thought it was like xanadu for no, toilets no like some of them are basically locker rooms as well uh gotcha. so i go into one it's empty I go over to the urinal, I'm doing my business, and then eventually I realize I'm not alone because I hear somebody start to really groan. And it's like a build oh, wow. it's a build up where this guy's really <laughs> coming up to something huge. Like this is a revelation. And then I hear this incredible splash. <laughs> like water definitely touched ass on this one. Oh Lord. The humbling. And there is a, there's like five seconds of silence. And then the guy who probably hasn't heard me, doesn't realize that he's not alone either, suddenly says, continue. <laughs> oh gosh, that sounds like a, what was that, Mortal Kombat? Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that's exactly what it was. But anyway, the point is, if we can at least reach that level of quality with the first episode of this podcast, then I think we're on the right track. And that's, oh gosh, I agree. Like that's what this is. That's celebrity hat enthusiast. The prettiest. Yes. The prettiest heads in town are turning to Shasta for a hot cream shampoo. Grown-ups never became peanut butter fans until 1933, when a new kind of peanut butter started to appear in grocery stores. I, say, I mean, yeah, I mean, without having it all just be bathroom things, like, you know, it, it wouldn't take too much digging to, to come up with some really fun, like, relatable and just absolutely unbearable stories like that. Um, every time I go to the bathroom in Lowe's at the start of the day. It is just a <laughs> solid row of contractors. And are you at Lowe's at the start of every day? No, 
but for the many days that I did start, okay. So there were a number of days when, what is it? Oh gosh, how much of the story do I need to tell? So um, when I go to visit Stephen Liverman at his house, like right now he's got this setup where he's staying at, uh, he's renting from uh, this lady who spends half the year in uh, Georgia, half the year internationally. She has another home. And uh, he has basically one wing of this house to himself. And the rest of the house is the uh, homeowner's you know, use for when they return. And uh, sometimes, you know, if he has guests over and he'll completely clean the place when, you know, guests are finished, you know, they might stay in one of the uh, extra bedrooms and use the bathrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the toilets there were, all right, there's a couple things that are running here. Number one, I'm not a little guy. I mean, I'm not some massively huge guy, like, you know, stop and remember him from the mall big guy but you know no one's gonna ever say oh yeah will's just a little guy regular guy whatever i mean i'm six i'm coming to terms with the fact that i'm but six three and maybe i did hit six four at one point but no more and you know on my higher ends i'm up in the 260s and the lower end of the 240s it's just you know the daily struggle anyways so um a modern western full-size toilet is all but a necessity for me. And it is like back to the future there. I mean, these little like shot, gu- shot glass sized toilets that they have are all but unusable when the greater of nature calls call. Oh my God. So, I just had a thought. I'm taking you to China and I am. I, I, oh God, I should not be imagining this, but you trying to use one of those squats <laughs> would be amazing. Continue with your story. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I, I'm glad too that you know, again, you know, our our decades-long friendship is reading reach, reaching its pinnacle of I want to take you internationally. We're going to travel the world, you know, and just globe trot so that you can see my difficulty crapping in another country. I, I have found um, the the travelogue niche that I've been looking for. PBS is going to eat this up. <laughs> They're going to fucking watch, love it. Watch Will suffer to use the toilet. <laughs> trying to see just how strong are his quads and his ability to <laughs> shuffle his pantaloons forward or will he forego them for good uh, see i've been curious about that because i have found like you know just for general sitting wise a higher toilet it's more comfortable to sit on however for use you do reach a point when because all right you're the first all right let me finish that first story, okay, and then yeah, we'll get please. back. This is another part of the we need to write stuff down. Briskly so the, now. Uh, um, long story short, because that toilet is all but completely in, in unusable to me. And it's same for the other toilet in the house. I, When I wake up and it is time to do one's duty, and you know, regularity as it is, I just hop in the car and drive to either... Lowe's or Home Depot and go about funds of business there because those are designed for the larger carriage man at which point you know I'm in there at 637 as are all the contractors picking up their supplies for the day and you just like hear these groaning strains that are coffee energy drinks 
Twizzlers and beef jerky stringing to get through their day. And it's just like this mm. weird soundboard of grunts and pains. And it's this, like this, this like, fog of Taco Bell farts. It, it really is. I mean, on a good day. Okay. But at least I can take care of my business. And if I get there like super, super early and just rush straight in, because I don't have to worry if they're out of a certain kind of sheetrock or not, or if I can get there first. You know, sometimes I can wrap up the show before the symphony begins. But, um, <laughs> you know, so prior to the multi-million dollar idea of the squatty potty, I remember in college you were talking to me, telling me about how you were talking about sort of the squat yeah, putting uh, your feet up on the on front the of toilet. the toilet, which to, I, I remember right. this conversation, despite it happening like 80 years ago, uh, because <laughs> you pointed out that you were of a certain stature that did not support that uh, that position, especially you lived in that house where the wall was about half a foot in front of the toilet. Yes, the converted closet where um, I, I certainly got to see just how... I could either ride side saddle on the toilet, which was not an option, although <laughs> that would be an entire house. Well, you want to walk in on somebody awkward. I don't care what's happening in the bathroom. If they are using it side saddle, that's that's someone you quick, can never look in the eyes again. Quick digression, but uh, speaking of which, uh, just another example of you know somebody who is kind of a celebrity talking about hygiene and how that's always fucking hilarious. Uh, I was listening to a podcast where a guy talked about uh, going to the bathroom at, you know, two in the morning or something like that. And he would pee sitting down, uh, straddling it backwards so that he could put his arms over the toilet tank and rest his head on them. And this is like kind of a kind of a B, B plus level celebrity. And it's just like, why are you sharing that with me? I, I oh, and that's. This, trying to <laughs> i mean it's I exactly about, what i'm here for don't get me wrong but it's okay. it's it's crazy what people share sometimes I, but then again it, point in case it's coming up in the middle of this conversation so please continue well i i remember reading about there was a guy i'm trying to remember but basically is a man who went on to some fame from japan who came to some fame here in the u.s and uh when he moved here he was never um given the rundown of how to use an American toilet and his instinct was to sit facing the tank. And what he would do is he would sit there and use the top of the tank to write letters. Um, especially keeping in mind that, you know, back in the day, this is like the forties, fifties, I don't know. Tanks used to be a lot bigger. Okay. So, but, um, so not Shokasugi, which is who I was automatically imagining. Uh, He's an I old eighties. Yeah. Do you never saw revenge of the ninja? I might have, but um, it's I'm another that... amazing canon films thing, and we will do that as a homework assignment for some future podcast. But anyway, no, I keep interrupting. Plan. You go forward. Oh no, this is good. Um, the uh, so and you because you said that evidently two thirds of the world uses the toilet like this. Now I don't remember what... saying that. Well, you see, this is where I was confused, though, because I think that what you were, well, what I know now is that you weren't saying that two-thirds of the world, and again, time has fogged the memory as well, clouded, whatever it is, but uh, is that you weren't saying that two-thirds of the world, although I assumed at the time, had Western-style toilets, yet put their heels up on the toilet to use it. You were saying that two-thirds of the world has a 
squat trough kind of toilet to use, which I now know to be the case. I've actually seen a lot of those over the, you know, when I was growing up in Europe. And uh, um, I just didn't necessarily know. I just thought those were like a an overly simplified urinal. I never got that that was actually <laughs> a place for everything. That's a classic Will move to just see those and be exposed to those on a regular basis and not kind of realize exactly what's going on with them. Every vacation, I think I held, I held the number twos in for up to three weeks. So that's just how. But my parents never fit in me, so it wasn't a big deal. A lot of shit is coming into focus here. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Let's see. Watch yourself. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> but, yeah. claiming two-thirds of anything, by the way. Uh, all I remember okay. about the general gist of the situation is that uh, doing it like that definitely makes the process easier. See, that, that's something I, I've, I've certainly been, because, I mean, there's there's the, the long-held stereotype that, you know, guys all spend forever on the toilet. And, I mean, I can't say that I am not part of that reality at this point. But, you know, I will say it is an expedited process with the lower toilet. Now, I'm not ready to just completely convert over to a, you know, a ground-level toilet or anything. I have... Uh, my living situation has nixed the idea of a squatty potty, but um, I don't know. We I'm, shall see how the world takes itself. I'm just going to say, Ed, we should move on before we lose absolutely everybody who might tune in for a second episode. Um, Sounds good. That, uh, yeah, you can either get one of those or you can just have a stack of books to put your feet on. I don't I don't oh. give a shit how you do it. Boy, he reads a lot of books. Yeah. Oh, I can't even read. Yeah remember when we used to have more than two books and they were not harry potter okay that's funny the first books you meant when you said books i think oh hey harry potter right. yeah okay actually I that do like harry potter that is a brief uh diversion that we can have here which is that um somebody posted on twitter the top 100 books aggregated as the best of from uh I can't remember what it was, but it was some literature. Maybe it was a subreddit. I don't know. And it was everything that you have read snippets of or heard of by the time you graduated from community college. Like Moby Dick is number one. And then it's just like, just think of a book you read in high school or English 101. That's everything on this list, except for one of the Harry Potter books. Uh, and I think the greatest thing about this list that I saw is that number 11 was the Bible and oh, Lord. the author attribution was God. <laughs> so God did not break the top 10 as far as authors go is the takeaway from this. Well, you know, I, I, I guess it's, it's one of those things where we don't focus a lot when it comes to either world or American literature, we don't tend to say, all right, what do we have that's a few thousand years old to read? Um, especially when it's translated. So, now Shakespeare, we can get excited about that guy. I, I don't, I did not read the entire list. I skimmed it, but I remember it was like a lot of on-the-nose stuff, like Infinite Jest was there. Uh, things I've like never that. heard of that. What's Infinite, Infinite Jest? Infinite, well, I 
uh, I don't know. It's currently kind of the uh, the butt of many jokes uh, online about uh, just being a kind of on the nose book that a, a lot of people are quoting. Uh, well, there's plenty of books that I don't read, so oh well. Yeah, yeah. Like I do have to admit, these like the lit top 100 books uh, that I'm talking about. Most of them, yeah, I've only read you know, the English 101 excerpts or the shit that you get out of like your high school textbook where you read about, you know, two chapters of this book or it gets condensed. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I should go back to it and see what I've actually read off that list. Uh, but yeah, it was not an adventurous list. There's not a whole lot uh, outside of what you could probably just name off the top of your head. And whatever this is boring uh-huh. well no i what I'm, I'm trying to remember here is uh well it, it was an alec trebek um product it was it was on cassette like uh the world's 100 or 200 greatest books that were all condensed to like a one or two cassettes and part mm. of me used to think it was like a two-minute summary and i know it wasn't a two-minute summary but basically that you know taking and this like massive I mean, Ten Commandments sized cassette pack that would have all these books in it. Um, and, uh, you know, it was for like $99.99. Who knows what it was? But, you know, with the endearing Alex Trebek telling us that uh, we need to buy these summaries of great books, which I don't know if that's. Is it better to have never read the book at all or to have just heard a, uh, you know, win a willow down uh, bastardization of. Um, uh, what the books themselves are. Well, my take is that that's the version that you read to get you to be a more proficient reader and to maybe get you interested in some of this material. Okay. That's definitely the, 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 the nice version of it. I was thinking it was just a way to pretend that you know stuff when you really don't know squat. I think that's the general idea of what happened with these lists and why people like I'm, I'm over here. I looked up a top 100 list to see if I could find it, but I wound up at Goodreads and they have stuff like a lot of on the nose stuff, which to be fair, you do expect a lot of, but they also have a confederate confederacy of dunces, which was not on the other list, which is like, oh, okay, that's more adventurous. That's a little slightly off the, the beaten path. So, Okay. That's that's more what gotcha. I would want out of that kind of list. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so. Discover the clean difference. The clean difference in today's smoking with new Bel Air cigarettes. Packed with marshmallows and corn puffs, Pac-Man cereal's part of a good breakfast. You can do it. You can do the Pac-Man. Uh, I saw something yesterday I think you will love. Let's dish. Uh, okay, so as you know, I live about half a block away from the local dog beach. That's so cool. Yeah, which is perfect because I have a little half Chihuahua, half Shiba Inu. Um, I think his mother was a washing machine. He is six <laughs> six years old and he's barely slowed down. Oh, Lord. I think he just sleeps for more of the day than he used to, but when he's up, he's still up. Uh, and he's also a ferocious killer. <laughs> Very high prey drive. Shiba Inu are like fox hunting dogs from Japan. Uh, so 
my girlfriend and I are walking him uh, up towards the dog beach, and we're going down this boat ramp that leads to it. And ahead of me, it's sunset. Ahead of me, there's a guy walking what appears to be a small black dog, like a chihuahua-sized dog. And then there's a whole family with a food cart with an unleashed um, uh, bulldog, like a little pit bull. Uh, very friendly, Ew. very friendly looking thing. Um, now, pit bulls are sweet as hell if you just raise them with affection. And this dog sees the black dog and goes like, hey, bro, starts parting from the family and going towards it. And I'm not paying attention at this point. This is all just happening out of the corner of my eye. But the dog starts freaking out, the small dog, and starts kind of like running away. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's fine. But then my dog starts freaking out, which he usually just kind of ignores the antics of other dogs. Like he'll play with them once they get in his face. But he goes crazy and starts barking rapidly. And I pick him up because I'm like, okay, don't don't stir this up. And I realize his heart is beating like bum 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 against Ooh. against my hands, and I'm like, oh wait, that's how he gets when he sees. And I turn my head to look. The guy is walking a cat on a leash past the dog beach. Oh, oh come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> Walked it right past an unleashed bulldog. And the dog, the the bulldog is now just going, it it seems very happy and friendly and curious, but it does essentially seem to be saying like, bro, you're the weirdest looking fucking dog I've ever seen. Come here. (laughs) And the cat's freaking out and straining at the leash. And I've already got opinions on people who walk cats on leashes. I know it happens, so I'll just... We all have opinions on people who walk cats on leashes, and it's all the same. Well, I I don't feel too strongly about this, but I I do clock it, and I do go like, okay, that's a thing that's happening. But what happens is this very slow series of events where the situation gets under control and then rapidly gets out of control and then under control and out of control the cat starts to run and the guy lets it because he wants to get away from the bulldog the bulldog runs to keep up the cat sensing that the distance is getting kind of thin again tugs at the leash and pulls it out of the dude's hand and runs away across the sand Oh, wow. The guy follows the cat, and it stops about 30 feet away and just hunkers down. So, so hold on. So, like, when the cat started running initially, that was enough to get the man to run with it. Well, yeah, he was trying to get away from the bulldog. I see. Okay. See, I, I thought it just took off on its own. So No, it boy, did. That's pretty good sinking, I guess. When he slowed it down and the bulldog started to speed up to catch up with him, that's when the cat ripped the ah. leash away and started to run. He ran 30 feet at this point. It hunkered down. The guy chased the cat. The, the bulldog chased the guy. The family chased their bulldog. Like, this is... And it's start and stop, so everybody's just kind of piling up and then expanding out again like an accordion that's just inching along the beach. And... Oh, my God. So this is where it gets fun. 
Like, I'm delighted already. Don't get me wrong. I love chaos. Like, when shit's fucking up and somebody's miserable, I'm happy. Uh, the guy picks the cat up. Now, this is where he starts to make a mistake. I think he already knows that he's fucked up by walking a cat past the dog beach because he's not yelling at these people. He's just trying to get the situation under control. Um, the bulldog, now seeing that the cat is airborne, tries to get to it by, like, jumping up on the guy's knees. Oh, my God. The family is doing their best to stop the dog. But, you know, like, movement is still happening. The guy's still trying to move away. The dog is now trotting on its hind legs while bracing itself against the dude's knees. The cat is freaking the fuck out, sinks its claws into the guy, climbs up onto the top of his head. Oh. And the guy now just kind of crouches down in pain and is trying to remove this cat from the top of his head while pushing this dog away. Oh, his his head is shaved, by the way, and he's a stocky guy. Oh. So there's there's a lot of head for this cat to, like, balance on and sink its claws into. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, too, like, by walking the cat by the dog beach, was the idea that, like, we're just going to kind of blend in, like, hey, guys, we're all cool here, or is it sort of a, you know, I'm walking here, I'm walking my cat here type attitude of, you know, we all have rights in this world, or... Well, he's he's about two hundred feet away from the dog beach proper. Like it's the boat okay. ramp, the boat ramp that goes from the parking lot down to the dog beach, and we're at the entrance to the boat ramp. So he's got a little distance, but he is still in proximity, and at the wow. main thoroughfare to which people with dogs access the dog beach. A little innocence, but not total innocence. Right? Um, yeah. Like not savvy though. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the nowhere land. Like I have no judgment, especially since the guy wasn't being nasty. I like he seemed to kind of own it. He was very he was very stoic and I was kind of impressed that he wasn't squealing in pain or anything like that. But he also wasn't like trying to tell off these people. Like he was just sort of owning it and trying to fix a horrible fucking situation. So I'm not uh, uh, there's no judgment in my mind. I'm just delighting in the chaos and the horribleness of it. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, and Caitlin, my girlfriend, who really does love cats, uh, I think there was a little mixture of horror and amusement in her. And about 20 minutes later, she finally just started laughing uncontrollably about it. <laughs> That's, well, it, it, it paints quite a picture. I can only imagine <laughs> witnessing, you know... Uncle Fester get attacked by walking his cat <laughs> is uh that's got to be a pretty good one, man. The and I mean you know the bulldog running up to him as well. Um, oh, just happy well, as you please. This is oh, <laughs> the the joy of animal assault. Yeah. Oh Lord. That's, yeah, just just the tableau. <laughs> Terrified cat, man in pain, really happy dog that's just trying to explore his world and learn new things and make new friends. Uh, panicked family, and then me off to one side, just like not helping at all, and just kind of standing there with this big goofy grin on my face. And my girlfriend, who's just kind of like, how do I feel about this? <laughs> the joy of witnessing the misery. 
I feel oh, like a, boy. I feel like a lot of this Look podcast is going to be me confessing about like what a shitty human being I am. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those when you see somebody stepping a dog turd, your first thought is, "Oh man, that's dude, I hate that dog." And at some point, a little snigger will sneak up with a. <laughs> It was him, not me. Especially <laughs> when you know, it turns out it's your own bird because I couldn't make it to the house. But um, uh, how often does that happen to you? Oh gosh, how much time do we have to talk? Oh. <laughs> I have not reached that reality at this point. You're gonna I can't keep say just pulling us back into the bathroom stuff, aren't you? It is. It is the only thing. I I can't say it's something like that. Well, no, I'm trying to. Think. That's never happened. But I can't say it couldn't have, because uh, we've all had our times, especially anybody who's done, you know, extensive running. Um, you do know there's times when things don't time out perfectly, and were it not for one's fleet of fleetness of foot, uh, things could have been quite, quite different. And uh, explaining as well, why did he suddenly pick up his pace so much? Mm. But um, no. I have no currently have no apologies to make to anyone in a dark dark alley or other ways otherwise because of that specific thing. Other apologies, sure. But hey, what I do in parks and dark alleys are my own business and you know, that of other involved persons on here. So I joke because of the pain. That's why I do that. I think we're going to end each segment with you talking about lurking in dark alleys or doing some horrible bathroom crime. But uh, yeah, we'll be. What I do for less than $5 is nobody's business. Okay? Okay. We, we will be right back. Let's have a talk. Come on into my store, both in Wasilla and Anchorage. More sleep without count sheep and have another night of bliss. Across from the bus barn in Wasilla now is where we is. Save more bucks at the Mattress Ranch. Okay, so. Uh, I guess I should slow down and do the mission statement here because you and I have been talking about this podcast for, fuck, over a year now? We suck at this. Uh, yeah, we're not exactly lighting it up. <laughs> with the... Uh, well, I mean... Stickiness. Well, ah, God, and that's part of why I'm doing this. It's got several goals. One of them is kind of a form of therapy where I, ah. I kind of conceived of this when I was at an all-time low. I was coming off the bus driving job, and uh, frankly, my mental state was fucking terrible, and I think I'm still dealing with a lot of fallout from that, which we'll get into another time when I can figure out how to make it funnier than it is. Uh, uh and another thing is just an excuse to have a weekly conversation with you because we never even physically saw each other since college, right? Like you, uh, you came up to Birmingham within the year or two after I left college, but that's it. Right. I saw you when you were pals with that, uh, that big fat guy who was trying to make a movie. Oh my God! Yeah, we are gonna talk about. I was just thinking about him the other day. Like he was so out there. He kind of kicked me out of the scene, out of the movie scene. But that was like the Alabama movie scene. So who fucking cares? But he 
was so much bravado and, and like you're referring to him as the big fat guy, which shows like kind of his personality um, that I think the Birmingham weekly, is that the paper? Uh, there is no paper anymore, really. Right, right. Well, this, this, yeah, there's like the Birmingham News and the Birmingham Post. Or something. I don't know. It, it was some weekly paper that was actually pretty awesome. Pretty funny. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, actually, that one might still be out. There was like the Black and White Who. I really liked that one. Uh, the Black and White was great. Yeah, remember when those little papers used to be everywhere? That was, Those were always the good ones. Gosh. Anyway, well, those are they ran a uh, an article on him just basically saying what I just said and how it's like, yeah, okay, so he's always, he's been saying this for 10 years and we need a film commission, but it's going to be somebody else who brings it to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, that said uh yeah i, I want to have a weekly conversation with somebody uh, you at least uh, a year or two ago when i concocted this you were kind of in a similar place but i think your life situation got a lot better whereas mine is mine has only gotten slightly better no mine is in in the job front has night and day changed um yeah yeah, this is, I mean, you know, no job will ever be perfect. Um, and as a teacher, this is, pro- this, I, I don't know that there's a better job being a teacher than what I have right now with the setup that I've got, the people I work with, um, the community. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still a driver, your- which, and it's a better driving job, but it's still a driving job. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess for you and your job, I, you know, I wish. I mean, you have your life and other people's lives in your hands. You know, if, it, if it was something you do, where even if it was mundane, you still had a way to kind of nurture some other interest or something along the way. And I mean, I guess with the driving, the only thing that you could probably gather out of that, because I mean. You know, it doesn't give afford you the opportunity to get to really know anybody. Um, you know, basically build up material. Mm. Look at what is during my during my shift. That sort of you know that. Yeah, uh, uh, even if it's you are for files some, of strangers. I'm getting a lot of reverb, and you're cutting out a lot. Uh, just so you know, uh-huh. I'm I'm not sure what the hell we can do about that right now. All my levels seem to be good, but. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned that back when I was a city bus driver as well, and we'll get into this in more depth later, once again, when I can find a little more humor in it. But part of the problem is that uh, driving professionally, like driving all day, is such a thought-terminating job that, um, like, especially in L.A., where you are surrounded by failed mass murderers who are trying to kill you <laughs> and kill themselves and kill all the pets. Uh, and it's strange because now that I've switched locations, like I was driving in kind of a ghetto-y area, and every single day I saw a dead cat, which was also having an amazing effect on my mental stability. Uh, now I'm driving around the airport, irony, and I'm seeing a lot of dead birds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like birds really love this one area of a depot that I stop in regularly. And they will only get out of your way at the last moment. So I think a lot of the drivers who still drive buses through there have finally given up on slowing down and they just hit birds. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. Like after a certain point, it's like, okay, fuck you, pigeons. Like Jesus, you'll maybe you'll <laughs> figure it out. Maybe we'll get like uber pigeons who are smart enough to like get through this. It's going to be Darwinian, but uh, you'll be improved for it. Uh, so really, I do have stories. We'll get to the stories, but mostly, I think that this series of driving jobs I've had have had this cumulative mental effect of turning me into a kind of gray sludge. The end of my day, I can't concentrate on anything else. Like I'm done. I just want to go home, sit down, play some video games. And uh, I haven't written much. And that's, that's kind of the love of my life is writing. Uh, Sometimes if I'm lucky, I get like half a page out once a week. And that's pathetic. Where I used I'll to do seven, write anymore. seven pages a day. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ooh. and you, you are somebody who I thought was going to do that. Like, you had a humor column in our college paper. Um, yeah, you were always so very active, and so was I. Like I said, I was doing seven pages a day. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's almost like, I mean, the biggest thing nowadays making excuses that's the easiest thing and uh yeah i mean too you know the reality of working full-time and everything else and having you know someone else in your life you have to you know have time for too is uh mm-hmm. you, know, you, you don't have the same freedom yeah. and time but on the same hand too there is a lot of time in a day and uh you know especially i mean like you know things i can do get my health in better shape so you know it's not like oh, i'm tired i want to watch a british mystery you know instead yeah. it's like okay i can do more things with that you know so, yeah I, I feel like there are times in my life where i benefit from just setting a schedule and i may have to start doing that like i warned caitlin that it's like you know i'm gonna lock myself in the office for two hours at some point and i'm not gonna let you interrupt me and that's a good point yeah i need to do that i do i also need to start dedicating some time to my health because i finally started gaining weight like oh good it took yeah i know yes i'm a little fat it's great uh uh it's funny because as you pointed out i was cross-country and we all looked like holocaust survivors when i when i go back when i go back and look (laughs) at the yearbook i'm like wow i don't ever remember being that skinny um and finally, like 10 years ago, when I joined Facebook, it was like my high school yearbook just bloated up and apologized. And hmm? oh, I didn't say anything. Okay. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying something. Um, and like all my cross country buddies are kind of fat now. Like they were fat 10 years ago. Um, is that still a word we use? I can't even keep track, man. Uh, not to shame them if I'm being ultra nah. cautious. Right, if you got big, you got big, man. That's yeah, the truth yeah. Of it. but I was the only one who was still like 165 until I got like hyperthyroid and dropped down to 140 and almost died. And <laughs> then, then got hypo and ballooned up to 185 and then dropped to 175. And then more recently, it's like, I've gone up. I'm, I'm, I think I weighed in, I weigh in every Sunday and I'm somewhere close to 194, which is alarming, oh, alarming right. for me. Yeah. Can't envision that, but 
don't know. For me, well, that's an entire other conversation to be having. Yeah, we'll we'll get into this in the future. I only meant to actually highlight it, and I kind of went on a tangent. But uh, yeah, part of this might be to keep myself a little accountable. Again, I kind of need to be able to make it funny. I just don't want to. I don't want to sit here and tell like a bunch of strangers, like, "Yeah, I'm a little less fat this week." <laughs> You can all be a, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, doggone it. Stuart Smalley thing. We're just constantly affirming oh. it. So. <clears throat> that, that comedy font. Oh, uh, so I thought we might just end on something a little lighter and talk sure. about, uh, talk about what we are consuming as far as entertainment or what projects we're working on, because I've, I've admired, I think I've kind of inspired by you since you actually knew Wed working. And I went the home ec route because all the women were in that class. Ah. Um, so I never took like a metal shop or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm starting on some handyman projects, starting with a little, awesome. uh, Starting with a little sleeve to put on the end of the couch that holds like uh, your drinks and oh um, yeah, you sent me a picture of that. I'm yeah. uh, I I had a couple of thoughts on that. Is uh, will there still be? I, I guess will the surface once you you know shellac stain whatever the hell you whatever the heck you do to the wood that's going to have the cup holder on it is um there's still going to be. I guess part is, you know, making sure that you get the cup, the hole for the cup, a uh, usable size and depth so that it can serve its purpose, you know, as opposed to just this random ring that kind of holds one cup in the entire house. But um, is the did you want to do anything else to the rest of that panel so that it could also, like, you could set remotes on it? Or I guess, too, you know, your forearm's probably going to hit it a lot. Um, yeah, know, if you wanted to do something else with that too, I I was thinking, I was thinking about that, but I think I'm just going to keep it simple. Okay, like this is just my starter project, and I want to I want to work up to doing bookshelves and stuff like that. But I do have a second cool. project in mind, which claims to be easy, looks simple enough, okay. and it's I can't wait to hear about it. Well, it's a fountain. Oh, okay. It's probably not going to happen for a couple of months, but uh, I thought I would surprise Caitlin with it, and it's going to be a cascading, um, suspended three old-fashioned watering cans that feed into each other. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to use a little motor, so it's going to be a yeah, you know, an indoor feature, outdoor feature. I have not decided. Like we've got a little alcove right next to our door, but I think long term like short term i might put it outside right there but long term okay. i might want to replace that with like a corner bench okay but i, I don't think cool. i'm anywhere near building a bench <laughs> gotcha and you guys are a two-in-one right uh what you mean for your apartment we're a two-bedroom two-bedroom one bath yes and is uh decent enough part of town it's half a block from the dog beach, man. Okay, so yeah, um, it's, I, w- it's kind of Republican. Your what's your what's your rent? Oh, there, you know? Okay, yeah. Well, you're in Alabama. I've lived in Alabama. Prepare to be a prepare to get a tiny bit of sticker shock. Uh, Two thousand three hundred. 
less sticker shot than you might think. Um, okay, because I know that that's that's a lot. Um, because I think right now we're paying thirteen fourteen for a one and one. Although it's a very update, although the current building manager is a moron. Um, <laughs> a, a, a very updated apartment with some amenities. Mm. However, um, if you want something in a, a, a two-in-one in a decent part of town, um, you're sneaking up. I mean, honestly, you do start sneaking up towards that two mark. Uh, just because Birmingham is gentrified so much, and there's so much of a, uh, so much new construction, so much more money and jobs coming yeah, into town. I, I guess it's not pr- LA style, but it's getting there. Prices are bloated everywhere. I've heard that, but I was still in this mindset of like that apartment I had on top of the valley was. Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't even four hundred dollars. Uh, I remember when I was engaged. Uh, my fiance had a two-story duplex, which was wonderful. It was pretty old world, so it was drafty and not, you know, mm-hmm. overall great. But it was in Homewood, a nice area. Wow. And she was paying $400 for that place. Whoa. Yeah. Like, that oh, was, that was that insane. And my college two-bedroom after Shannon left us. And, boy, are we going to have stories about Shannon coming up. Um, the the landlord apologized and raised my rent to 525 saying like she kept it low because Shannon was disabled. Um, uh, well, Shannon's maybe been able to keep his rent nice and low. Who knows? Yeah. I, I actually visited him the other day yeah. and he told me your fiance was quite pretty. Um, the, uh, she was about lovely, but uh, I looked her up. I, I look in on her, you know, every couple of years just to see how she's doing. I don't bother. Uh, hopefully not in a creepy way. But mm. uh, I, I looked her up on Facebook a few months ago, and it was like there was a lot of anti-mask stuff going on there. And I was like, uh, I, I think I'm done looking in on her. No, I, I got to say, though, that's a it's a good feeling when, you know, one's curiosities of, you know, history, shall we say, do draw one, especially, you know, with things like, well, you know, the resources to do so now are far less, you know, hiring a PI. Um, oh, no, no, no. It certainly that. wasn't on that level. I would just... But, but, I mean, you know, like before that used to be, you know, that was kind of the only thing you could do. But nowadays you can like, yeah, I'm curious, click, click, click. Well, you can answer a question. What, what I probably would have done if it were still the 90s or some shit was just like call her or text her, you know, once every year or two, knowing my style and being like, hey, how are you? And like try to get out of the conversation as quickly as possible. Just be like, oh, you're cool. Okay, good, good. And um, that way you can also obfuscate all this shitty information from each other. Right. <laughs> Like, I know she looks me up, like, once in a blue moon, but... uh, I don't have a way of confirming who does to me, but I do know that alcohol does promote one's curiosities, so... I don't even know how to know who's looked at you. Oh, anyway. Um, So what else? What else am I engaging in? I am... Oh, have you seen that uh, Lupin series on Netflix? No, you said it was pretty good. Oh, I've only watched a couple of episodes at this point, but it definitely has my attention. So, 
I don't know how I'd recommend you check that one out. It's almost an old-fashioned caper kind of thing. It's got... Okay, dude. It is, it's time for me to go. It's time? I'm so okay. sorry. Okay, right. well, I'll, get you. I'll see you oh. next week. Have fun All with... Right. Uh... I'll catch you. Oh, Are you turtling? Lord. Oh, right. you're, you're turtling. Oh, I'm, I'm beyond there. All right, dude. I'll catch you later. I don't know how to hang this up. <laughs> Yeah.